Tristan, <laughs> is this any better? Yes, yes, it definitely is. It definitely is. 100%. Okay, good, good. I hear your voice. So are you in Florida or this just emanates from Florida? Uh, no, I'm, uh, it probably just emanates from, from Florida. I think maybe their, their headquarters, I'm probably based in Florida, so, uh. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, because from, from, from the app, what happens is when you, there's multiple sections on it, so when you do an interview mm-hmm. segment, what it does is it, it goes through your list of contacts, and then you choose the person that you want to call. So, essentially what oh. this is, is right now we're having a phone call, and a phone call essentially is going to be the actual podcast. Sure, sure. Fascinating, fascinating. That's cool. And then your podcast goes up on Anchor. What is Anchor like? Tell me a little bit about it, if you could, before as we get into this. Um. Well, uh, you you would you go. I I I have an iPhone, so I'm a, I'm a iOS. So you just go into the App Store and download it. And so when you download it, what I really like is their essential guide. It's nice, very. Uh, I I would like to say uh, a nice that through how to use the app. So this is what Anchor is, and here's how you use it. So it shows you, okay, Anchor um, uh, allows you to create your own podcast, but it also gives you the option. Okay, I'm just moving because it was breaking up again a little bit, and I was surprised about that. So if you can hear me right now, I'm going to a, still another location. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay, so, fine. And it's, uh, so this just goes out over wherever you want to go? or uh, Right, right, yeah. Not so, to, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So on my on my actual um, station, which, which would be my station, it would, it would be um, added underneath uh, my, this this now would fall into the third anchor that I posted because I, I mm-hmm. actually uh, responded responses to two people's shout-outs. So that's another cool thing about Anchor is that people can comment or call in uh-huh. to your um, podcast and, and, and leave comments. Oh, nice. Very good. Well, I made it to up here where it looks like I have good reception, So, and I'm, and I'm away from the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I had to take you away from such scenic views. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. It's uh, it's quite a time we're in, so I'm happy to chat for a while with you here. It's it's amazing and it's funny, you know, as as these events have have happened, I I I think so much back to multiple times when I was in school and 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 we went through turbulent times over there and just. The message of, you know, taking your not necessarily taking yourself out of the equation, but being able to stand back and and really mm-hmm. look at things, right? And then ask yourself, okay, you know, how can we apply love to the situation? How how can we self reflect on ourselves as individuals? Or you know, I, I I always find myself even throughout daily life, whenever I come into situations where I'm I'm faced with, let's say, a racist remark or or just, just negativity. I, you know, I, I kind of re- revert back to, okay, you know what? What would Bonaventure say? What would Francis of Assisi do? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, in one sense, it was such a, d- a different time um, of Saint Francis, and yet 
when we look at him and see his life, he confronted um, biases and other prejudices. And even deeper than that, I think, and, and what's manifest is a what a terrible expression, inhumanity to man, where men and women are inhuman to each other. So Francis was experiencing inhumanity, and I think that's what we're experiencing right now. Uh, we're experiencing a, a, a rejection of other humans. And they, they may be, and predominantly right now, it seems to be around people of other color, of other uh, gender or uh, sexual preference or other uh, ways in which they might frighten me or I consider them alien. And um, Francis, among others, St. Francis of Assisi, his movement, certainly the gospel, would have us to see everyone as sister and brother. In fact, the deeper teaching is that without missing the human element of that, that um, we would be sister and brother to all creation. So the terrible truth is that at a time when there's a great insight and maybe a lifting up of a care for all of creation and other creatures, uh, we're hitting another low mark as far as care for each other in our nation. And um, the more terrible part of it is that that uh, seems to be exhibited most recently by our president in his attitude and remarks um, or his inability to embrace others in a full and complete way. And so we're uh, experiencing, I, I think, a, a, a very difficult, very pay, painful time because that asks you, me, and everybody to get clear about who we are and our ability to embrace others and welcome others and engage them in, in real uh, real life, um, not just in polite conversation, but in, a, in some sort of depth of relationship and unity. I, 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 I take that into uh, uh, when you sometimes say to yourself, you know, it's 2017, right? How are we still having things like neo-Nazis coming out? And, and and the the crazy thing about it is it's coming from when you look back at it, mainly he was saying it, people, it was as if Hey, you know what? Friday night, let's let's go out and let's 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 just start a riot. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And you know, you 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 read things like the New York Times and 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 you see, you know, people from Berkeley or colleges from the University of of California, those type of things. You you see yourself how crazy of an opportune time, especially now as kids are now going back into school, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you you say to yourself, how do we, or or faculty, or, 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 or school, or just as individuals, now sit down to have those conversations? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe one of those kids is somebody that was in my class. Maybe one of those kids are my roommates. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and and it's yeah. Like where... Go ahead, go. Ahead. Well, you know, I, I, stepping in beside you, uh, and and the uh, terrible things that have been done, and and the fact that they shock a lot of us or startle us, and 
you named a couple of other settings or sites where there's been violence against persons and uh, really disturbing attitudes. And I, I think uh, part of what you and I are struggling with is that um, we've lost a sense of caring for each other. I mean, a radical sense of uh, reverence and love for life as it's manifest in the other. And then you throw uh, this ongoing racism that is in America in there too. And then we uh, don't deal with difference. We oppose difference. We don't get in conversation with difference. We uh, act in violent ways, language, and then on to action uh, when we when we encounter difference. I think some people find fearful. I, I'm not sure all of what's going on. Uh, I mean, big words are like, uh, we've commodified people. So we're barely persons to each other anymore. We're uh, dispositions where the way we dress, there are a bunch of things that begin to set us apart or we feel apart. And I think like, like Mount Irenaeus and uh, places probably where you've been, Tristan, or you try to, I think even in like our friendship right now, we try to find safe places where we can have honest conversation and you know, where I'll make a mistake or you might in my understanding. But rather than all of a sudden uh, yelling each other or approaching each other without respect, we help each other find our way to common understandings or at least admit that we may not have the same understanding, but we can find a way to respect for each other. But the foundations for that seem to be missing right now, or we're not taking advantage of what there might be there for us. And so I think American life is quite frighteningly uh, moving very quickly towards more and more violence and alienation. And I think the way it gets retrieved is very much what we're doing right now, finding someone else to have an honest conversation with, creating places where people can have what we often call dialogue. I think it's more uh, a uh, nasty notion of conversatio, that you enter into a conversation, not just a discussion, but presuming that within the conversation we're not just trading ideas, but we're going to change each other for the good. It isn't just change, but it's for the good. It's what we call in many places these days transformation where we can have an impact on each other for the good. And I, I'm more and more convinced that we need to do that in micro places because the big places are seen messy and hard to reach or already violent. So we need to find and create uh, just every setting like right now, wherever we can be reaching each other with loving kindness. And so many traditions would ask us to do that. So it's not you know, that isn't just something that Christians would ask for or Jewish people, Muslim. I mean, the, all the great ancient ways of coming to consciousness and the movements towards um, uh, a being in the world, coming to a rich sense of being, bring us to gratitude and to care for each other. And, and I th so I think for me, you know, part of it is helping people find their way to a spiritual practice, not just to ethics. I mean, Ethics won't get us there. It's, it's a deeper issue than teaching moral behavior. It's a, an opening up to the beauty and the wonder and the goodness of each other and the world around us. And even as I say that, that can sound like it's a guising over deeper issues. And I'd say, no, it, a deeper issue is we don't see each other with love. We see each other with a price tag on our head or uh, previous rejection or judgment. So we don't even see each other. And we probably don't see ourselves. I mean, as I listen to our president speak, I think, did anybody love him? <laughs> was he ever in a place where uh, he wasn't just thinking about money? You know, was he, did he ever have a chance to 
to not just think about other people as commodities or things he could acquire. His, his whole disposition and every side comment seems to be coming from a very materialistic standpoint. And, and I'm not an anti-material material person. I'm one who would love creation and love what's around us, but not as possessions, as presence. You know, so there's this huge shift that needs to happen. And it happens, I believe, when we hope we can uh, do what you and I are doing right now, enter into a conversation. Watching, just I know uh, a lot of people when when very interesting because like like you're saying like one half of the country literally wholeheartedly believes like no what 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 Mr. Trump is is saying is exactly how we should proceed like Reagan had the same type of view and you you say to yourself you know. One side of it are people that, you know, are still remembering and have lived through times of 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 Klansmen. You have people who are still remembering or still have relatives that have lived through um the Nazi era. And 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 you know, you you kinda of say to yourself how how do you sit down and try to show that love when somebody is so stone cold and committed to to <laughs> to really believing like listen no you know i i'm <laughs> so supportive in the fact that you know what hey during a black lives matter protest let's bring out every piece of militant force we can but then you mm-hmm. see articles, mm-hmm. or you have things saying, "Oh, well, police were there, but they, they, they were kind of allegedly told not to really interfere, or, or, or they didn't do as much as they could have, as mm-hmm. it was during the actual Black Lives Matter." Then you have people mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well, why is this any different than a Black Lives Matter protest?" Um, and I know in in uh, with what happened with the one girl that ended up actually dying because I think one of the uh, protesters decided to ram his car into a mob full of people. And apparently, allegedly, he wasn't even from the area. So he was he was somebody that came from a whole different area. And, 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 and just fueled, you know, just fueled that flame. And you say to yourself, you know, um, in Greek mythology, there there was the beast called the Hydra. And so when you cut off one head, you know, two more mm-hmm. go back. And, and we kind of say to ourselves, is this the recoil and the, and the silent guilt that we as a country feel that we say, hey, you know what? We may have possibly chosen the wrong guy mm-hmm. to, to sit and represent us. And so... You know what? We have two choices. We either admit or go down with the whole ship as, as you burn it. Um, and and it, it's very interesting, like like I was saying before, that so many people go, oh, you know, I don't think racism is going to end because if you look, so many of the people in the protests were young college students. And if you say to yourself, no one. Uh, I think uh, our our previous president, President 
Barack Obama, um, his 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 tweet that essentially went went viral was um, talking to the fact that you know no one essentially born um, hating someone else, you know, because of their or or their 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 background, and so you kind of say to yourself, if no one's born that way, you know, and we as humans, uh, you say to yourself that that the model is supposed to be you know mother father or or however you're raised that then you take ideals and teachings and draw into society, you know, how how many of us from the home conversations get raised with such skewed point of views that we now get things like this. You know? Things where um you you walk streets with torches and you say to yourself they're not going to be a part of our America. And you say to yourself, America <laughs> was built on 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 a melting pot. Right? And 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 it's 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 sometimes baffling because it's like so many things just in the way we're taught in the way we're we're told stories. You know, I think sometimes the skewed perspective is, oh well, Christopher Columbus came through and after he came through he made everything better. When it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's let's scroll a couple pages back. And and it's it's just very interesting how since after our our last president left spiraled more and more out of control and, 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 and when does it end? Is, is it one of those things where because we had it so good, the the balancing of the scale is that it just has to get absolutely worse? Yeah, I, um, a, a couple of things. I am having a little trouble hearing you and it seems like it breaks up from your side, so I wonder if mine is, but... Uh, the the other thing is that we had an exceptional uh, moral leader, a brilliant leader in Barack Obama and his wife. So we had um, a woman and a man in the position, a woman with uh, her own uh, great intelligence and background and a, a president of, I think, very high character. And um, it seems like... Uh, the sense of family and love is very real in them and was present when they were with us. I don't sense that now. Uh, so I think uh, besides the, our ability to talk about the persons involved, I think I look in our conversation and say, where are people becoming persons? You know, where are they being treasured uh, for who they are so that I would treasure you, you know? Did I grow up in a household that would ask me to uh, care for somebody that I've met and be happy to see them again? Or did I grow up in a household where we were afraid of people and we were taught to play just with some people and everybody else was a competitor with me um, for a, a world that seems to be getting tighter and tighter around finances and more difficult to control. And so power games happen very early in people's lives. They do anyway. I mean, kids learn how to negotiate their parents pretty early on. It seems to be a natural thing to do, but 
but this has gotten out way, way, way out of hand. And there seems to be no remedial movement. Um, our president just showed his inability to distinguish between violent groups and other protesting groups. He just um, went on a tirade, at least by my way of judgment. He's inclined to fly off and uh, go right at people rather than disagree with them. So we have a habit of behavior in a significant office, the highest office in our land, as we call it, that cries out. And I would say that this has been a problem in politics for a long time. It certainly was throughout the most recent campaign, but this isn't the first time that we've had people mistreat and misuse each other. So there's some real, you know, it's sort of like, wow, the game is way out of hand now. Life is. And, uh, you know, even as I say that, I think, you know, recently, and you're well aware of it, Bonaventure, the Higher Educational Opportunity Program. And we just had the visits from those students twice with us this summer and the new ones coming in and, you know, weighing into that, being part of that community and cooking meals, making salad, being up in the chapel with people. You're on a very human level, of course, I'm I'm much older than they are now. I <laughs> I was even when that program began about 25 years ago. And yet the rapport that happens, but as a number of them said after they were there and in a final talk before the present round university, they were in a safe place and uh, we were able to tell stories together. And we were able to uh, have time with each other and also laugh and enjoy each other's company. So the full spectrum of healthier human behavior is present there, was going on. And, um, I mean, I've had students reach out to me, established some relationships that I look forward to going into the, their freshman year and the coming years. I see leadership in this group. Uh, but, boy, I heard pain. I heard them talk to me, talk to all of us about it. You and I, when you were a Bonaventure, we would talk about uh, terrible things that happened to young kids on the street. Now they're treated, uh, approached uh, by police. So I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, you know, our system is really a mess. How does it change? And I think you mentioned earlier, and I think um, I'm back to that theme. <laughs> it is by conversation. It's, you know, um, I guess this is being recorded now. So this is something that other people may hear and that's fine. But the important thing is that you and I have a capacity to hear each other. And frankly, you know, a couple of times I wasn't sure if I was hearing you, Tristan. I, I value, you know, that I think the world of it. I, I remember you, uh, us calling each other in a conversation in Higgy Dining Hall. It began to get us involved with others. Uh, but if we hadn't pushed the question and then had the courage to look each other in the eye, begin to talk. And, of course, that's in a school, at least for me, that's sort of like the student's turf or at least it's nobody's ownership of that lunch table. So we can sit and talk that way with each other. And uh, we did, and we have. And uh, so where are the places? What's the setting? Uh, and um, how do we accomplish that? How do we find our way to each other uh, when we are vulnerable? Uh, some people are terribly vulnerable now, but they're made vulnerable. They're not choosing to be vulnerable. They're at risk. That terrible phrase, they're at risk. And... Uh, one would wish that we could change this quickly. I don't believe that because it's, it's been a long time coming and it's been since the birth of this nation. So how do we uh, approach each other now? We start right now, you and I do right now, um, to, to begin to live new patterns of attitude and behavior. 
And uh, I need that help. You know, I'm, I'm not a guy who knows how to do all this. I, I find it out as I go. I've learned things from you. <laughs> and that's, for me, as an older male, part of it is the courage of am I willing to learn from other people? Am I willing to learn from younger people? A lot of it is about learning, about education. And rather than just coming with my mind set up and like the terrible thing down there in Charlottesville, in other places, I came not just with my mind up, made up, but I had my guns and my armor and I came not to resist anybody. I came to take people out. Uh, you know, that awful phrase for kill uh, or the willingness to be in the position where I might do that. Altogether too risky, you know, and you can take all the guns away and I happen to be for more stringent laws about guns, but it really comes down to our, our personal dispositions and attitudes and, um, are teaching each other uh, and learning. At least for me, that's, you know, I feel very frail in everything I'm saying. It's like, wow, where does it start? And I say, well, it does right now. You know, you reach me while I'd be uh, in on a conversation with you. Yeah, you know, rather than worrying about covering my ass and what I'm going to say, it's like, let's talk. I mean, let's let's talk. Right. And I, I think to set that as a pattern with other people, find authentic places where people really want to learn from each other or we can develop a sense of respect and affection, not just respect, but real affection for the other um, is, is so important. I'm reading a wonderful book right now on theology of uh, freedom, the uh, body and freedom by um, a woman theologian, Catholic and African-American woman who's a, an exceptional theologian. I haven't been familiar with her until now. Um, Sean Kaplan and, um, in the chapter, I'm not quite through, she's uh, retelling or, or chronicling uh, stories from uh, slaves and ex-slaves and their engagement and the pain. And uh, in a terrible sense, that's not gone. That isn't then. Uh, a lot of that is now. Seeded uh, by then and then seeded before then. You know, in the Catholic Church, attitudes of some of the heads of our church and other legal people, uh, spiritual people, so misguided. So, boy, I don't put myself in the area of where I know I put myself with you in my need to learn. And uh, maybe I'm not doing a very good job of that right now. <laughs> I'm just going on. <laughs> no, no, no. So no. Call, me out I mean... and call me out and call me in. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. But you've been able to do it in the past. You know, I've enjoyed it. You know, I think you, you pushed me around a little bit to see if I was going to um, either enjoy or tolerate that. <laughs> and, you know, I gained a lot of love for you. So, I mean, that's why we're talking today, you know. That's right. why we're talking today. Yeah, it's 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 so, and it's funny because, you know, one of uh, I, as we spoke, uh, I think yesterday, I'm telling you, you know, one of one of the projects that I'm currently working on, um, is essentially um, a piece of literature, and uh, it just so happened yesterday I ended up watching a a a, a video pertaining to uh young young black males kind of giving their viewpoint of how they feel they're represented in America and 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 what's their day to day like you know and uh, they they showed you different kids coming from public schools they showed you different kids coming from private schools they they showed you you know 
group of kids that only hung out with uh, other black kids. They they showed you group of kids that had 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 a essentially mixed groups of friends, and and mm-hmm. and it's it's very interesting how what I found was that so many of their responses started off at, um, just just from if you if you listened to it, just some of their tonal responses started off as, hey, you know, it's great, and you know. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying the fact that I get the opportunity to go to school, and it just kind of shifted. It, it 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 took a dip, if you want to think of it like a like a like a graph. It took a dip when it got into the points of where it was like, hey, you know what? My mom tells me to do this if I get stopped, or you know what? I was stopped by a cop, or I've counted the um, the amount of times where an elderly like white lady or elderly man or somebody spit across my path. Um, wow. And and you say to yourself, it starts right that moment is Mm -hmm. developmental Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly shapes future. That that shapes future. You know. Um and and, and there's 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 so many threads in the head of the needle that are pulling in multiple directions. Right? And 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 because you say sometimes even even though you may have this conversation, the pain is so deep, the 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 needle yeah. is so far in the haystack that even sometimes conversations aren't able to reach. Right, 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 right. right. And 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 sure. and I'll sure. attest to recently. I I actually I was telling you. Uh, previously, that I got the opportunity to uh, speak to, I I I got to mentor a, a group of kids uh, on their on 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 their way to college as well, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, particularly we we're speaking on just entrepreneurship and and you know starting your own business kind of thing, and it got to a point where one of the cops like the the they 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 had a segment where they brought in professionals. And 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 they gave up. They came up and and gave gave their speech. It's just very interesting to watch how when cops came up and like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a black cop, you know, with with dreads too. And you have a you you have a Asianesque cop, you know, because I I don't really know what type of you know. So I'm just gonna say Asianesque, and that might be politically wrong, but, you know. But here you have. Two people that some some people may say, you know, I don't see myself represented within a group. Now coming to speak to you, and they're sitting there and they're going, hey, you know what? We know right now we have a bad rep, and we know right now with everything that's going on, um, we we may be viewed differently. And there you have it. Now they're trying to have this conversation, like you said, they're trying to reach out and go, hey, listen, we know right now there's a misconception. And sitting in the back of the room and just sitting at the different tables just to watch so many, and this is boy and girl, watch so many of their eyes glaze over. Watch their physique go from a slouch to an upright, sturdy position. To watch some of the faces contort and twist and and the, the, the eyes squench in a, in a in a era of 
I'm not listening. And yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe it. And, you know, it it, it goes back, I think, into, into essentially what we're saying, that how many of us don't believe that we can connect with somebody else? How many of us, because of the life experiences and things we have, you know, I'm not willing to sit down and 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 hear you out. I'm, it's a it's a power thing, like like you're saying. It's a you know what you don't come from and and actually speaking to your education. Going back to a point you you made about the educational thing. I I recently as well recently was a part of uh, of a, an initiative started by somebody where they essentially tried to bridge the gap when it comes to portfolios and um hiring places and and that kind of uh uh crevice where sometimes when you go to hire, when when you go to work at a place they say to you oh well you don't have this much education therefore we don't believe you have the skill right and and so one of the pillars uh as one of the mentors was kind of breaking down a program was during a time on his train ride he essentially um someone was interested in, in, in the program because he was, he was actually wearing one, one of the shirts. And so they, they asked him about it. And he said, you know, when he went to give the pitch, he started off with, oh, this program essentially is for college students and recent graduates. And he once then said, once he said that, he saw the guy's eyes glaze over and his position go from a slouch to a sturdy. And he knew right then mm. there that he lost him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's it's very interesting how various different dynamics go into play that we aren't even there for. You know, we only meet somebody or meet a situation as they're already developed, as they've already formed their opinions, as they've already formed their viewpoints. And so I think the question goes into how then now do we meet somebody at a, at a brick wall in their life mm-hmm. and help them make a door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, big questions. Um, I think one of them, uh, because you mentioned earlier, Tristan, you know, um, some of this is deeply embedded in us. Uh, we haven't been able to make our way into a relationship with someone who is in one way or another I perceive as different or separate from me or whatever the descriptive phrase would be is that they're uh, maybe they're not quite enemy, but they're not friend. And uh, maybe I'm going to be polite for a little while, but I know I've, I can see where the exit is. I'm not around for a long time in this relationship. And for me, a lot of it is the issue of time. How much, how much time do we put in with each other? How much am I willing to give you? You know, um, you know, after like after this interview, will we ever talk again? You know, you know, where do things fit by way of being feeling used in anybody's life or dissed or not valued, or I'm valued for this but not that? You know, and uh, a lot of us do, and um, I have no idea what that's like when I'm going to use that terrible phrase when I'm among people who are this, and you know, I don't have. Uh, who are not valued uh, in a larger way in our culture. And, and 
it's terrible. You know, how do you, so someone I hear you saying is how do you make your way in any relationship where things might start happening? You know, it's not just one conversation, it's relationships and finding our way into them with each other. And I, I know there are programs that do that, that get people together uh, that normally wouldn't get together. And I don't know what they do to then sustain the encounter after that happens. I don't, a weekend won't do it in our lives, you know, but, but maybe with someone or someones, I learn my ability so that I can translate that back to another place. And I've learned some skills and attitudes and differences so that I'm not immediately biased. Or if I am, I can see my biases now. Now I'm being honest with myself and in order to fly in the face of somebody else or diminish them or whatever it is. So, so there, there are just so many things that, that mean time, that it's going to take time. And, that awful phrase, time is against us, I don't think is true. I think right now uh, it's scary to me because I say, uh, uh, not in my lifetime. I mean, all this stuff has been coming at us for a long time and uh, it's just surfacing in a profoundly dramatic way in the primary leader of our nation. It's just, he, he, he isn't all of it. He manifests what is uh, throughout our culture and, and deep within a lot of us. And uh, it can be so big or it will take so long that we could give up. And I think the biggest thing I need help with is staying in there, working on it, trying to be honest, something you spoke about earlier, being really, being real, really real, as they say. Um, and going beyond just one conversation. It's just one or two conversations. A lot of us just have short-term relationships or we're at a time in our life when we're not with the people we're more grounded with and we're in a transitory time. And that's okay if that's what's happening for a while, but where are those people that I knew earlier that knew me so I can retrace my steps or stay regrounded with them? And um, how do I use that as a modality for the future that besides those people that I just drop in and say hi and walk out again of stores and other places I'm pleasant, but they never become my next door neighbor. How do I um, how do I begin to build relationships that are going to be longer lasting, or, uh, or or my willingness? You know, and people have commented on this with me recently. Like, you know, you're apt to talk to somebody. You know, if you're having a simple transaction in the store, and get a newspaper, you pay for something. Um, I'm inclined to, but I'm doing it a little more intentionally now because I figure I don't know when I'm going to see them again. I don't know when they're going to see me. Maybe never. Well, we can be pleasant, polite, you know, um, without naming it, always lift the burden of the day from the other. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm usually in settings like that with people that I'm not going to meet other places, other times. And so there we are having a, having a chance to be two human beings or three human beings together. And uh, earlier today I was in a food line and there was a space between me and, a woman who was approaching the line and, and it would have been easy for me to walk in, but I was just buying one thing and I'm, you know, I'm in a week where I'm not worrying about time, which is probably going to help me be better with people. So I, <laughs> I said, I, I just said, simply go ahead. And she said, Oh, oh, thank you. And went ahead, you know, where I've done that last week, I don't know. You know, um, <laughs> and sometimes you do have to move ahead and people will understand, but, uh, you know, that giving each other time, giving each other a second chance, as Father Lou used to say at the Mount Milan, you know, those are those are big things. And some people have just, man alive, 
they've given this whole crap in world and society multiple chances, or they feel like they have. And and that's the scary thing, you know, when we're on the edge of not having any more endurance in us. I don't mean swallowing stuff. I don't mean putting up with stuff. That I don't mean that at all. Uh, nobody should be took, putting up with what's going on in so many places. But how how to deal with it, how to get honest. I think that's part of what you're talking about. How do we get to the point where we're not just talking about it, but we are talking about it so we move ourselves to action. I mean, it's, the issue is action. I mean, I'm you know I'm committed through things that have been happening for quite a while now, but at least around Christmas time when I watched the current administration, Trump and his attitude towards Muslims and other people, using terror as a word, an expletive beside everything. Um, I just had to befriend people. I just need to go out and look for people I don't know, and I might not have gone looking for, <laughs> except for the time we're in. <laughs> you know, it's a time when I have to go looking for people. And getting to know them, or at least sharing a few words, and um, you know, so that's sort of that's sort of where I'm going on it. And uh, in, in in most of our jobs and our waves of life, uh, say you know, you can't meander off the path and go chat with everybody. You got stuff to get done. You got to get in a car and go somewhere else. Well, maybe, but maybe we just need to take a little more time. Wave at the people who are getting in the car beside us, walking over and saying, "How's your day?" I mean, those are things people used to do. But uh, so what are what are humane habits, you know, they're going to get us out of this terrible place where we're not human with each other. And, um, you know, I, I, I absolutely own the fact that this the primary burden of this uh, comes to those of us who are white, as we speak of ourselves, multiple nationalities in that one big Caucasian race um, that bear a significant burden. And I think the first burden is um, to admit the fact that we don't know and a lot of what we do know is uh, prejudicial. And what a lot we learned was prejudicial. And then just start where we can to be impacted by other people, to meet other people, fall in love with other people, get to know other people. And... uh, and 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 then people who are bearing the burden of rejection and racism and others, you know, the, the uh, kind endurance uh, they're putting up with some of us who've lived in privileged places. Uh, it's it's it, it it doesn't happen without some very basic real human things happening and so much of what's going on right now militates against that and maybe that's the unfortunate real world word you know because we uh, present ourselves as threats to each other so quickly but anyway this is a long conversation I don't know that it means anything or it's trailing off but I think the world of you you're, you're, it'd be fun to talk with you more, more personally somewhere else but I'm glad we're back in touch because I remember you as an important person in my life, an important person at our school who was looking at these things honestly and, um, you know, being being real nice with me and putting up with me and <laughs> finding a way somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 you're absolutely fine. You're fine. Yeah, no, it's it's always, I you know, I've, I've, I've always tried to, like I said, at least create the table to, to, to be able to yeah. have a discussion. You know, um, and so yeah. I'm, I'm just glad yeah. that now 
as I'm out of an environment where, you know, I, I, I constantly did that to, to now find a platform to be able to continue it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. We really, that's, uh, your metaphor is exactly the one. Yeah, it really is. It's creating a table more than a bridge. Bridge is awfully big to create. <laughs> but maybe maybe we can create a table and set it and set down to it, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm really with you. And I, maybe I'm not a I'm not a haute cuisine um chef. <laughs> but, but maybe at least we can share some bread with each other, you know? And uh, Maybe I don't have great wine and a lot of expensive wine. Well, maybe we can share a glass of water together. I mean, whatever, whatever it is that brings us to where we are right now, you know, and, and the goodness that you knew, I'm, I'm glad. For me, it was a compliment. You just knew you could give me a call and see if I would be willing to be involved yeah, in a conversation with you. Yeah, that, that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so I think I think I will we'll just wrap it 